Welcome back, listeners, to the Purposeful Marketing Podcast. We have a light crew here, Aaron and Mary. James will join us next week. He's probably asking the why himself in loneliness, really thinking about the questions that matter to marketers. And today I'm kind of sad he's not here because we have a really interesting conversation that Mary and I are going to tackle. I'll kind of give us the premise and then Mary, you're going to throw us a quote to really dive deep into this. But what happens when you're stuck in stagnation? Not only in your role, maybe in your tactics, maybe in your execution, maybe in your strategy, where you feel like you're at a standstill. Yeah, so I wanted to start this one out with a quote before we dive in deep. Um, Someone was asking about our purposeful marketing show, and I think this is, you know, probably our fifth or sixth episode here. And they said, well, you made it past the hump because 80 to 90% of podcast creators never make it past the third episode. And 99% of those creators never make it past 20 episodes. So kind of interesting on the stagnation line of, hey, how can you break through even the stagnation of something like a podcast? Like, how do you keep going with it? How do you make sure you stay uh, vigilant in your content creating? Yeah, and that's so interesting because I'll just offer the transparency that when James and I started, our North Star was, we're just going to show up. And we're going to try it every single time. So I think that's one approach, right? Is figuring out what you want to do and getting that commitment. I think the other approach that I really want to dive into is just how do you plan for all this? And what is the plan, right? I think that's where I've been confused as a marketer before. And kind of my question to you, Mary, since both you and I really have a non-traditional background to how we got to marketing today, what was your plan or what was your experience? You know, how did you end up at Gorilla 76? Um, uh, no, I, I almost never had a long-term plan. My, the interview question I dreaded the most was where do you see yourself in five years? Cause I would have been like, mm, I don't know, still doing this. It's fun. I enjoy it. I'll keep doing it until I don't enjoy it anymore. Um, but I would say spring system. So the manufacturer I was at before I joined Gorilla was like my first quote unquote, real job. I was doing like contracting for some editing companies and stuff like that. But that was like my first full-time gig. And I was brought on as a technical writer and then moved into marketing and then later on into the corporate side marketing. So each of those transitions, I would say, was due to stagnation for sure. Um, But I'd be interested to hear your take too, Aaron. Like, where did you start, where did you end up? And do you feel like those transitions were because you felt a stagnation in some way? Yeah, I think stagnation is definitely a theme for me in my life. And I'm someone who really likes personal growth and self-actualization and not getting caught up in, I need to reach this goal, but how can I get better every day? I think in my path where, again, all three hosts of this show have an English degree. (laughs) Yeah, so that's kind of where we really originated and started is this very non-traditional path from college to our occupation. For me, I lucked into marketing. You know, I needed a job, you know, with an English and philosophy degree. And I know James has one as well. Our options were interesting, maybe limited. So how I started was I put on a suit. I was going to chamber of commerce meetings. I was networking with people. I was talking to people, putting myself into uncomfortable positions. And that landed me a spot in-house at Caterpillar on the marketing team. 
And from there, I really felt very similar to you, Mary. It's like, I didn't have a long-term plan. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't sitting there saying, you know, I want to be at a manager or director level in five years. I think really, again, what my passion was is like getting my hands dirty in marketing, like really becoming a yes man, right? Is someone on my team asked me, can you do this? I'm like, no, but I'm going to try it and figure that out. Do you have, do you feel the same way, Mary? Like where you just have to just Yeah, hundred percent. I would say like, really most forward, of the transitions right? like career wise for me were because I said yes to so many things and not just like said yes. And then like, did it half-assed? I like said yes. And I made sure like I did my background research. I knew what I wanted to do when I executed and I executed well. So one of the big jumps for me, and this sounds kind of cheesy, I built really good PowerPoint slide decks. Like that was my big break. That was my big break from technical writing into like a marketing business development role was I made awesome slide decks that everybody liked. And when you start to do that, um, when you create a really good slide deck, you're summarizing a point, a topic, you're nailing messaging, you're taking these technical engineering um, PowerPoint decks and making them very simple to follow and understand. And I think that's where my passion for marketing started to really grow was, oh, hey, I can read this like extremely technical brief um, that someone tried to put into 10 slides, summarize it and make it in a way where rather than 10 people understanding it in my company, 100 people can now. So that's where I was really like, the messaging storytelling aspect was really where my passion for marketing started. Yeah. And I, I think we all three of us hold on to that storytelling element. And again, it, I think there's a pathway from English majors to good marketers and we have some other peers that have the same path, but something you said, I think that's just really interesting again, is figuring out where you can provide value for you. It was, uh, being great at PowerPoint. For me, it was being good at Excel, you know, and again, it's these really like basic skill sets that we're talking about here, and that can really drive you forward. I think at a certain point, though, you have to stop saying yes to everything. I think this is where a new crop of marketers is getting better at this, where it's not yes to everything, it's yes and no to some things. I think that's going to help you get out of this stagnation, because I think a lot of times where we feel stuck is when we don't feel aligned with what we have to do or what the strategy is, what the company vision yeah, is. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Do you have any um, um, thoughts 100%. on that? 100%. I would say the stagnation I felt was always related to that. So I wanted to move from um, technical writing to marketing for passion. And it was fun to see people really start to eat up a story. And I got more visibility in my own company. And then moving from marketing on the R&D side to corporate marketing was, yeah, people like I was doing a bunch of activities that weren't contributing to business outcomes. Um, I was trying to develop strategy and people were bought into the strategy, but no one could execute to the level that I needed them to execute. So I felt a stagnation there. And obviously then business outcomes weren't affected et cetera, et cetera. So that's how I felt going into from R&D marketing to corporate marketing. Now, I will say the stagnation I felt in corporate marketing was just the opposite. 
So it was a lot of tactical execution with no ties to business outcomes. So it was like, edit this brochure, edit this webpage, write a script for this video, but nothing past that. Like I, you couldn't really push the envelope. There was no like asking the why. And I think I had talked about this before with you guys is I developed a strategy for a product that we were releasing. I, it was like a four page total product marketing from customer research to content creation to distribution to analysis. And it was kind of like, oh, m- marketing doesn't really do that. So that's where I felt the stagnation in the opposite sense. Yeah, and I love hearing that because we don't want to just say like, oh, you need to be productive and you need, you need to go out there and make changes because that doesn't always work for you, right? And and your experience, you know, like I know you're a go-getter, Mary. We worked together and you probably killed that presentation. Like everything was extremely detailed. It was probably very impactful, but that doesn't always persuade people. It doesn't always move the needle. Like that's why we like this space because it's, they're the things you need to think about in your career and we don't want you to get stuck in stagnation. Um, it's a terrible place to be. And we're also not going to tell you that you can work your way out of it. That's not true either. You know, I think for me at Caterpillar, it was very similar. It was, you know, essentially I'm doing a function where I don't understand my business outcome. That's hard, right? And I think that's probably why you and I both jumped to the agency world because your hands are on everything. You're you're going to be responsible for the outcome in agency world. And I think that's what has really drawn me to um, being in an agency in the fast pace and working with clients and getting a lot of reps. But now as we kind of go in this next stage of our career, I think there's other levels of stagnation. You know, the one that I think about a lot is, you know, like I don't need to do everything. I just need to do the right things. And that really comes about if you're aligned with what your company is trying to do. So we talked about lead gen um, on a previous episode. It's not that it's bad. It may just not be aligned with what you want to do. I'm stressing this for marketers here that are listening. Take some time to think about that. Because I think you may be asked to do Legion and you should probably do it well if you want to have a career because we all kind of have to do it. But if it's not aligned for you, then figure it out. You know, where, where do you want to yeah, go? Yeah, definitely. Th- and, does that resonate with you? I mean, all, I love that you brought up it looks different for every person. And I don't think so. We hear a lot now is like marketing should drive revenue. Marketing should drive qualified opportunities, stuff like that. Maybe not. <laughs> so there's like interesting businesses, especially in the industrial and manufacturing world, if you get into um, a semi-large company, they're probably seeing fairly steady growth um, synonymous with inflation or, you know, certain profits and losses and, you know, all these like crazy business analytics that you can get into. But really what it comes down to is they're seeing a steady three to 5% growth year over year. And if they're the leader in their category, Maybe they don't really want to grow. Maybe they don't want to track marketing by revenue or by qualified opportunities. Maybe it's taking a step back and maybe marketing is more a product role. So maybe it's building awareness among um, a target segment that you want to grow rather than like revenue and profits. So I do think that that's an interesting point out, Aaron, is like, Make sure you're doing the things that you're passionate about because marketing is such a broad field that you can make an impact doing 
different kinds of strategies and tactics. It doesn't always have to tie back to revenue every single time. And I think that's a life lesson. It's, you know, we all want to do the right thing, but sometimes you have to do the most high impact thing, whatever it is. What are you being asked to do? And I stress this again, because I think as marketers, um, we just keep moving. We're, we like to move fast. We like to test fast. We like to execute fast. It's okay to slow down every once in a while and really think about, is this it? <laughs> is this going to move things forward? Is this really going to drive impact? You know, I was just having a conversation with you, Mary, before this and with a client before that, man, all our data looks great from a marketing standpoint. Inbound volumes up, um, you know, cost per impressions is down. Like it's getting cheaper for us to, to get demos. Like everything is working. People are showing up to the demos. You got demo success, but opportunities are not being closed and they're not increasing. That's troubling, right? Because like now you're a marketer. It's like, I've done everything I can. I've done all the right things, done all the high impact things. There's going to be some things that you can't control. That's one of them. That's a sales motion that they need to figure out. It's sales efficiency that they need to fix. That's a, a common world for a lot of marketers probably listening to this podcast and in our network. And I think that's really, we're all on the same page, <laughs> you know, and that's why I want this space to be. And when you DM us afterwards, like we want to help you, like we've been there too. And again, I just want to stress that what your role as a marketer is like constantly evolving may change. There's things that you can't control. There's going to be things that are frustrating, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to grow. That doesn't mean that you're not good enough. That doesn't mean that you're not. A yeah, good I agree with that hundred um, percent. I love that. The interesting, I just thought of like a really interesting one where you might be in your shoes, right? Where marketing is doing all the right things and sales isn't closing, but the company is just like, oh, oh, well, or like maybe they'll train their salespeople and, you know, you've done, or maybe you're like stagnating and like you've done this month over month and you've been doing it for a few years and now you want to try leadership. Like that's a whole nother bucket of worms, right? So yeah, I think there's other ways to get out of your stagnation than always just moving on to high growth companies, right? Yeah. And I, you know, I think for everyone listening, it's, this is why you have to ask the why and figure out your why. You're going to get in a leadership position, or maybe you're going to join another company. You're going to have the same issues, the same frustrations, the same challenges. So the more that you ask the why, you can figure out the what, the how, the when, the where. I think that's so important. Um, again, with our, our non-traditional past, it's like no one really taught us how to do marketing. We taught ourselves. I think we're all in the same boat. I think marketing is evolving. What works last year may not work this year. Um, Barry, you already mentioned marketing attribution, um, marketing source attribution to revenue. That's changing too. <laughs> and it's like, we're all just learning that now. And um, I think that can be exciting, right? Because we're talking about being stuck in stagnation. But if you're in B2B marketing, Man, things are moving right now. Yeah, I totally do. I think to um, you feel the same way. And this is, I mean, hot take maybe. I think as more leaders are millennial and Gen Z, we don't have to explain that concept as much. And I think that's why it's moving so quickly. So this concept of hey, technology has limitations. 
as a digital native, like you and I get that. Like we've seen the limitations of technology. We've watched technology grow and evolve. So we understand that there's inherent limitations in what it can do and what it can track. So I don't have to explain that that much to somebody who's in that millennial Gen Z leadership position. So when I say, hey, they're not going to be able to track um, a viewer listening to your podcast, attending your webinar, interacting with you on social, and then they come inbound, like there's no technology that's going to track that. I tell that to a millennial and they're like, oh, cool. Okay. Yep. That makes sense to me. I tell that to like, unfortunately, someone, you know, Gen X or older and they're like, well, why not? I have to re-explain it. I have to tell them about this open field form. There's just a lot more education that goes into it. Not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, I think I'm seeing the same things you are where those opportunities and that growth is happening so quickly because our generation and the generation just behind us is moving into leadership positions. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a very interesting trend and change and you know, I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. And I, I think you're right. I don't, I think a lot of millennials <laughs> are going to listen to this podcast. So you're not upset at anyone. <laughs> and a lot of digital natives are probably going to listen to this. Um, but you, you brought up something interesting. And I think, again, how we lean on technology as marketers, I think that's going to change, you know, because I think the technology doesn't solve all the answers. And if you want to get out of stagnation, start trusting yourself, right? Start trusting your gut a little more. Start trying things because, again, Google ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, they have their own agenda. Um, attribution software has its own agenda. Stick with what your customers want and what their agenda is and start doing those things as a marketer. And I, I promise you, you will not feel stuck because you'll be helping real customers and you'll you'll feel this just like lift of like, oh, I'm not looking at numbers anymore. Like this customer told me how great this was. I think that's something that we can really strive for and grow. I know. Yeah, hundred percent. I even said something that was kind of spicy on LinkedIn or it, you know, started a pretty good conversation was um, what should marketers be measured on? And you have the classic people who are like, oh, lead volume, even opportunity count to a certain extent is like a byproduct of lead volume. So if you're getting a lot of leads, you're going to get a lot of opportunities. So my was like, what if marketers were only measured on qualitative customer insights? So you have insights coming from sales calls that you're listening to. They're coming from these open field text forms. And it's something like, I love your founder on LinkedIn. His insights are great. I love um, your marketing team's podcast. I love how you guys are at all these really great niche events and you have great speakers or you put on great dinner parties. I mean, maybe you even send like great gift baskets, like all these things that can't be tracked. But if your customers are coming to you and telling you how much you love, they love them. Isn't that marketing? I mean, I would think so. Yeah. That, there's just something so great in that. And I think it's sparking an idea in my head is like, maybe we're stuck because we're two in the numbers. And numbers don't have feelings. They don't have emotions. Um, you can't read their nonverbal communication. Like that's why everything feels like we're in the mud and like we're just sinking and we're not getting anywhere. But again, the closer you can be with your customers, getting that feedback, going out in the field. I know on Caterpillar, I got that opportunity a lot. Um, working with the product application specialist, just go out there, dig dirt, 
talk to customers, I think that's very eye-opening. And I think if you're in-house, you may have more opportunities to do that than agency. And I don't want this conversation to be agency versus in-house. You get stagnation in either or, but I think if you put yourself in front of customers, ugh, that's going to help you grow. Um, one thing I do want to kind of end this with is if you have any tactical advice to kind of help someone get out of stagnation, I'll kind of start because something that I always do is carve out learning time for myself on my calendar. Um, I've done it in many different ways. I've done it every morning for 30 minutes. I'm reading or writing. Um, maybe on Fridays on the afternoon, the last hour, I'm reading all the articles I saved from all the marketing newsletters I have. But I think that's just a very simple thing you can do where if you feel stuck now, like really trust yourself to grow and commit to it. It can take 30 minutes a day or you could do one hour a week. You know, that's 52 hours. Like you are going to get better than you were when you started. I love that, Aaron. That's such Maybe a good one. I like am going to implement that one this week. That was so good. Um, I would say we were just talking about trusting your instincts, trusting your gut over the numbers sometimes, especially when innovating or creating new opportunities. Um, I would say follow your gut on the thing that you've been thinking about. And I'm guessing it's something like posting on LinkedIn, posting on Twitter, creating content in some way, because we're all marketers and we all love content, starting a blog, whatever, building your own website, just start. I talked with a guy who's an industrial marketer and he was really interested in building a brand on LinkedIn. He was a copywriter before he was an industrial marketer um, and he was direct response copywriter. So he was like, I have this great idea but I don't think it's worth it. And it was to tear down direct mail ads that he was getting. And I was like, you have to do that. No one is doing that on LinkedIn. You have to do this. Like, don't even think about it. Just start. And he did. And he's been doing great. He loves it. He gave me feedback. And I mean, I would say just start. Whatever you're thinking, whatever you're, wherever your instincts are leading you, just start doing it. Yeah. And that's wonderful advice. And I Again, there, there's no right way to do this, um, but I think the one common factor is taking some kind of action <laughs> and kind of how you laid out and myself laid out. And if you just start, then you can get to a finish, right? But if you don't do anything, you're not even starting. I think that's really important. I also think it's very important to ask your why, figure out what you want. Like, does your company align with it? Does doing the work align with what you want? These are like really important questions that translate not just in your job, but also in your life. I think if marketers, we ask more of these and help us with stagnation, help us with burnout, really just help us have some joy. Back I, I definitely would. That would be fantastic. Would you like some and joy? <laughs> it would, I'm sure, spread to all the other areas and all the other marketers. When someone enjoys their job and they're public about it, it excites the next generation. Think what Chris Walker did for demand gen. I mean, just like completely ignited that spark back in people mm. to try something new, to innovate, to create, to use marketing as a growth lever again in business. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Great, great shout out, Mary. I, there's clearly an impact between you and I and some of our peers with what has happened at Refine Labs. And, you know, I think, Let's carry that emotion. You know, I think we can be part of that next generation that spread this positivity. So listeners, if you're with us, do it too. If you have any questions about being stuck in stagnation, reach out to Mary, Aaron, James. We are just so happy to help you 
you know, we have felt these same emotions you have felt too. Um, you're not alone. So ask your why, start now, come up with a plan if that helps you, but we're all here for no, you. Any this, wise words uh, for listeners, Mary? You you stole all my wise words throughout the episode. <laughs> you know, I Mary and I talked before <laughs> this, so it, it was a group effort here. But um, take it easily, listeners. We'll catch you next week and um, give us some feedback too, if you have any. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm.